Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the uh, MCSEs at Tab. He comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online. I know it's a gorgeous Saturday. Saturday on a Memorial Day weekend, but uh, we're here live to help you out. 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Usually around the 10 o'clock hour, you all wake up. Between the 9 o'clock hour, it is much more easy to get through, so feel free to get online early if you'd like. We do have some news to talk about, and if you live in Baltimore, <laughs> along with all the other problems in Baltimore, um, their, their network has been down since May 7th. Yes, May 7th. Now, again, as a government network that's down, would you really notice? It's kind of like if a, if a tree falls in the forest, doesn't make a sound. In this case, if the if your government internet is down, doesn't make a sound. In Baltimore, you know, they've got some uh, pending home sales that have been delayed because the network is down. But the key here is they have been encrypted. They clicked on something in an email, probably a phishing scheme, that brought in ransomware to their system that encrypted everything, and the bad guys want a hundred grand to decrypt the network so Baltimore can operate again. Efficacy of government, do you really notice? I don't. I don't think you would. But the point is, their backup clearly was poor because they should have been up rather fast if they had a good backup. Um, now, what they talk about in this article is that they are trying to decide whether or not the mayor is to decide to pay the ransom and get back up and running or uh, to continue to deal with the outage and uh, figure out uh, how to get back up correctly, which would be, just so you understand, the, the entire system is encrypted, locked out, and if you pay the ransom, the bad guys could have left all sorts of stuff inside the network as well. So you know, you'll never know. If that network is clean and and uh, able to operate without some sort of little gifts that have been left by the bad guys. And maybe they can do it again. <laughs> right. So you need to recover with the restoration. Um, if you restore to fresh hardware, that's fine. Um, but their backup clearly was not very good because they've been down since May 7th. Um, the other the other snafu was in order to operate, they set up a bunch of Gmail accounts, Google Gmail accounts, so that people could email the Baltimore folks, because uh, their whole mail system was down, and Gmail, as they start you know, as they started uh, setting up these Gmail accounts, Google says, "Oh, there's something wrong here," and they cancel the Gmail accounts because <laughs> it looked like it was a uh, another uh, hack. So Gmail got uh, Google got them going again, uh, but these guys are down. And the key here is the reason I bring this up um, is that you need a couple of ways to protect yourself from this ransomware, whether you're, if you're a business. And in our practice at Tab Computers, we support many businesses and have many layers of security from uh, 
filters to keep people off inappropriate websites, from mail filters to take care of links coming through their email, to block viruses coming through their email. Um, we have a image-based backup system that will uh, allow our clients to be recovered rather quickly should they become encrypted um, if, they, if they get past those two settings. And we have security awareness training that really is key to all this to help our clients, um, employees, understand what to look for in these trick emails. They are very, very deceptive. So it's very hard to block some of these phishing schemes because they're just regular emails and they look real. So security awareness training really is something that people need to consider these days to help prevent these types of uh, things from occurring. But you need a way to recover, and that's a good backup. Um, and, if you don't, and clearly the city of Baltimore does not have a good backup, and possibly paying a hundred grand only makes the problem worse. I know taxpayer money is plentiful, and you just get more by taxing them, but giving up the ransom is a bad idea. Uh, Period. I hope they don't pay the ransom. So we'll put this link up here. This is a good article from Slate talking about what happened with the city of Baltimore. What do you got, Bob? Okay, I got a couple of articles here that kind of relate to each other. Mm. Samsung deep fake AI could fabricate a video of you from a single profile pic. Yeah, this is a scary This is really article. creepy. Okay, now... If you read this, uh, go to the site and you see this, you'll see three pictures or images they have of the Mona Lisa talking convincingly. Yes. Okay. So they created this just from a picture of that famous painting. A single picture. So imagine someone creating a deep fake video of you simply by stealing your Facebook profile pic. Mm -hmm. The bad guys don't have their hands on that tech yet, but Samsung has figured out how to make it happen. Mm-hmm. The software for creating deepfakes, fabricated clips, make people appear to do or say things they never did. Usually requires big data sets of images in order to create a realistic forgery. Now, Samsung has developed a new artificial intelligence system that can generate a fake clip by feeding as little as one photo. Yeah, and this is amazing to see the Mona Lisa because obviously the Mona Lisa is one photo. (laughs) What it does is it studies... uh, Somebody could be somebody else's face mm-hmm. talking in the animation, right? And then the artificial intelligence takes the you know the you know, the, the image, the, the still image, and then kind of uh, interpolates that so that it looks like the image that you put in is actually talking and speaking. Yeah, it's really so creepy. Don't believe your lying eyes and don't believe your lying ears. Yeah, you never know what's going on. And these days. I think because of this type of technology, yeah. We're going. I'm, I'm going to the next one, which mm-hmm. is how a facial recognition ban could come to your city soon. Mm. Okay, San Francisco this month. Surprising. <laughs> San Francisco became the oh. first month, the first U.S. That's city a dumpster fire in, in itself. To prohibit police from using facial recognition technology. They're going to prohibit it. They're going to prohibit it. Advocates want to make sure it won't be the last. Using San Francisco's ordinance as a model, activists are pushing for uh, local legislation elsewhere to ban the technology, a form of artificial intelligence, which mm-hmm. I think can be manipulated, mm-hmm. that matches faces and uh, tracks people. Municipalities mulling bans include San Francisco, neighborhoods Oakland, and Berkeley. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and Somerville, Massachusetts. <laughs> Somerville? Come on, guys. With the victory in San Francisco, more cities could join the list. 
The efforts don't stop at the local level. In California, a push to ban facial recognition from being used in body cameras has made it to the state Senate. Lawmakers in Washington have proposed a statewide facial recognition bill. That would be Washington State. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Two U.S. senators have introduced a bill that would prevent companies from tracking you through facial recognition. We fully expect this type of legislation to be taken up under other uh, in other communities. Matt Cagle, a lawyer for the American Civil Liberties, Liberties Union mm-hmm. of Northern California, which was instrumental in drafting the San Francisco legislation and organizing community support for the ban. Cagle says he's heard from state legislators who are interested in seeing how this prohibition on face surveillance could be applied to body cameras first or in schools. Now, there's more to this story, mm-hmm. and I uh, would ask you to go and read it. But mm-hmm. the point is, is they're using this in, in uh, China. Sure. And they're judging people by their actions, you know, if, they're, uh, if they don't cross at the crosswalks or if they, right. as they're going around on their regular duties. And they're awarding points and, and taking away points uh, that accumulate to how good a citizen that they are. Yeah, to the state. Yeah, I know. So, so yes, of course it can be abused. I can see the the benefits for security. I mean, facial recognition, as far as I'm concerned, in airports should be a no-brainer. If you want to limit it in other areas, I guess I can get behind that because obviously we do have some level of right to privacy, but not in the public necessarily. If you're public, you're not private. Well, the problem is, is when there's fake data out there, mm-hmm. you know, and <laughs> you know, if somebody uses this first yeah. technology. This AI to uh, put out a picture of you committing a crime, Mm. which you didn't do, and then all of a sudden they put out an APB on you and then they find you and arrest you. (laughs) I don't know, Bob. It is interesting, but I do think facial recognition is a good idea for security purposes, um, especially in airports and areas where, you know, again, even in stadiums and all these types of things, let's be better safe than sorry just to know who the bad guys are with fa- facial recognition if it works there's been some studies to show where they were doing facial recognition on like congress right and they they incorrectly identified congress folks as criminals now maybe <laughs> maybe yeah yeah we already know they probably are mostly criminals but not in a criminal sense that they were looking for uh but uh i don't know bob they as far as I'm concerned, I'm a little conflicted as to what we should do there. But just knowing that it's coming from San Francisco, you should give you some pause. <laughs> I mean, they well, can't even keep their streets clean. Sometimes good comes out of bad. I guess. So we'll see what happens there. We get tons of news, tons of time for you guys. Feel free to get online. We have three lines open for you. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're here live, 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. One line open for you on this gorgeous Saturday morning. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. What's your feeling on facial recognition? Is it a issue with privacy for you? Are you for a ban on it? Can you really ban that type of technology once the horse is out of the barn anyways? You think, you think they're going to say they're not going to use it? Okay, we won't use it. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't want to get arrested for the acts of my evil twin. <laughs> That's right. 
your doppelganger. Let's go out there to uh, your calls. We're going to go to Paul in South Windsor first. Good morning, Paul. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Um, I'm only getting a quarter of the download speed on my Internet that, that my provider says I should be getting. Wow. What are you, what are you paying for? <laughs> well, that's a different issue. Um, they, they supposedly ran a, uh, a check of my lines from their central headquarters. Oh, yeah. they, they insist that the line is fine going into the house. Okay. They only, they only say, they only guarantee the download speed if I'm hardwired from my computer to the router modem with an Ethernet cable. Yeah. Well, of course, my laptop doesn't even have an Ethernet port, so that's... <laughs> oh, wow. You know, that's outside the... Uh, bounds mm-hmm. um, and it's and plus I I have my own modem router yeah so they won't even come out if it was theirs they would come out and look at it and say well this is this is this okay so, so Paul my my I, first question for you, before yeah. you go to your question what speed are you paying for I'm paying for a hundred megabits per second a hundred megabits okay right. and, and they're saying twenty five you're getting twenty five yeah all right and they're blaming you. Well, they're not. They're, they they raise their you know they put their arms and say we don't know what the problem is. They say it because I'm going wireless to my router modem. They say they can't guarantee because the the technology isn't out there for for that. And they say it could be my modem. Right. Um, I mean, the, the router modem's only four years old, so I can't believe that that's. Yeah. Did you ever get a hundred megabit speeds? I used to get. I uh, no, I never got a hundred. I used to get in the. 50s, 60s, 70s. Right. Okay. And now what are you getting? You're getting 25. Now I'm getting 25. Okay. Uh, and this is when you're doing a speed test with your Chromebook. You're using a Chromebook, I'm assuming, of some kind? Well, I go to speedtest.net by Okla. Yeah. I have a, well, it's a, it's a Dell laptop. Okay. And you're just doing a speed test coming 25. What do you got, Bob? So the first question I would ask is you're using your own cable modem, correct? Mm-hmm. And does it say it's Doxis 3.0 or 3.1? Yes. I okay. upgraded that four years ago because of the 3.0 issue. Okay, so okay. your modem so, should be fine. So now yep. then you have a wireless router. So right. which spec is it using? Well, does, it's a combination modem router. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, it's a Netgear C3700. Right, we're going to look that up real quick. So, so you I know... Mean, it, if that's capable of doing it, the other thing you need to do is to make sure when you run your speed test that yep. your computer is the only one on the network okay. at the time. On, Be- on my network. Correct. Right. Okay. Because other uh, uh, you know items on your network can be using up bandwidth. Sure. And kind well, that's, of- I mean, that's not an issue. We only have my my laptop and my wife's tablet, and her tablet was not. Um- have you done a speed test on her tablet? No. Do that, okay? Because your 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 device is definitely capable of of hundred megabit speeds. It's running eight oh two dot eleven n dual band. It's dual band gigabit uh, router. It's a nice it's a nice device. So that's capable of six hundred megabits per second, correct? Yeah, yeah. You're you're in good shape. Uh, up to three hundred forty megabits. So you you should be getting easily a hundred. So test your wife's device to see how okay. she's doing. Okay. Um, it could be your modem router has failed. But I would think it's them. Okay. I think it's your internet provider. Right. Well, that's what. But I can't. You know, right now we're at a, we're at odds, and they won't uh, go any further. 
Well, that's kind of baloney, right? So this is one of those customer no services. If you don't if you don't rent a modem from us, we're not going to come out and make sure the service we're delivering right. to you is working. Yeah. That's ridiculous. You can go over their heads. I would try to do that after you test your wife's speed. Okay. If her device comes in at a hundred, it's it's you. It's your computer. Is it's something my wrong? Laptop, then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, if it doesn't, uh, you know these devices are inexpensive. I guess you could always swap it out if you wanted to, or if you could have somebody that you know uh, in your area that could plug directly into the modem router to get a, a, a wired test. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, you could do that to see okay. if the wired test works. Maybe your wireless is kind of screwing up. Or okay. maybe you could get a uh, USB uh, wireless adapter and try that, or a USB to wired adapter. Right. Either way. On your oh, laptop. Okay. You could try so, that. So it would be a USB on my, my laptop to an Ethernet to the modem? Yes, exactly, with, oh, a ca- okay. with a cable. And you could do a quick test that way to rule okay. out the wireless. Right. Um, okay. Once you've done all these things, it. yeah, once you've done all these things and it keeps coming back where you all show as 25, yeah. it's either your modem or the provider. Okay. And I bet you it's the provider. <laughs> okay. Well, I thought four years old, the, the router modem shouldn't be going that fast. I agree. We assume yeah. you rebooted it, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. that was just going to happen. I had to ask. The thing they told me to do. They told me to reboot the router modem. They told me to dis- disconnect the wireless service on my laptop and then reconnect it. Yeah. And you know that didn't do that didn't do anything. Okay. They, they say they'll come out for a service call for forty dollars. Well, okay. So yeah. that's up to you. So you're you're saving tons of money by using your own device, right? Right. Right. So yeah, you're still ahead. A month. Yeah, you're still a de- ahead, and you can always go back to them. It's only you and your wife, right? You can say, you know what, I don't need 100 megabits. I only need, I only need 50. Can you lower my plan? Yo, yeah, well, I was going to do that, but I wanted to kind of solve this issue first to see if it was my modem router or my laptop wireless or, or, their, or their cable coming in. Or then, even, I would, then I was going to lower it down. <laughs> yeah, is it just the two of you, Paul? Yes, yes. So you could even do them one better. You can say, you know what, guys, forget about it. 25 is great for me. Lower my plan to 25 megabits. But then I'm afraid I'm only going to be getting five. Don't. You won't. Oh, no. No. So you oh, know, no. I was going to say, if you lower your plan down yep. to fifty, and yep. all of a sudden it jumps up from twenty-five to fifty, 50 yeah. you know, with problem. the problem is there. <laughs> but you can say, you know what, guys, since you can't fix it at twenty, I'll just take twenty-five. Please lower my um, bill by seventy-five percent. Thank you very much, yep. and yep. Uh, or get out here and fix it. Yeah, I, I mean, I had planned to do that anyway, uh, eventually. So. Yeah, for two okay. people, twenty-five megabits is more than enough bandwidth. Oh yeah, I mean I'm not having any trouble streaming or nope. or internet or you know that stuff, but it just bugs me. That it's I'm, the principle. Yeah, it's the principle. I hear you. I'll try. I'll try what you suggested with the USB Ethernet to Ethernet cable and test your adapter. wife's. Test I'll your test wife's. My wife's uh, tablet. With yep. Speed test. Yep. And then I'll go from there. Well, thanks for your help, guys. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Good luck, Paul. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Yep, bye bye. I mean, we hear all these commercials about gigabit this and gigabit that for the average home user. I mean, I got five people in my home. These three boys, 18 and older, because they're back from college, drinking all my milk, by the way, streaming like crazy. We're all online. And I got, uh, uh, what is it, 50 megabits or a little more than 50 megabits, and everything's fine. You don't need to spend that much for bandwidth, people. Businesses, that's different. But for your home... They're selling you more of a pipe than you need. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Three lines open for you on this gorgeous Saturday morning. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. We'll be right back.
This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're here till 11 o'clock. One line open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Let's get right to your calls. You're nice enough to join us on this Saturday morning. Going to John in Wallingford first. Morning, John. Uh, good morning, Eric. Um, what happened? Uh, about a month ago, I got an email that said that we were uh, our ID had been found on one of these uh, dark websites. Yeah. And then about a week later, I got a strange email, and it said, hello, and it had an old password right. in the heading, you know, with the uh, odd characters in it. Yeah. You know, so I yeah. go, geez, this is real. Yeah. But they said, uh, send us some Bitcoin, and we'll... Uh, we'll leave you we'll alone. Leave you alone. Yeah. Well, about... Uh, Monday of this week, I go out to read my emails, mm. and it won't take any of my passwords. Okay. Now, did you? But the strange thing is, yeah, I can go on my wife's machine, which I had set up uh, as a twin. Yeah. And I can read my emails there. Okay. And then I noticed two days later that if I got on my machine, I could read the emails on my machine if I loaded them on hers. Okay. Using the existing passwords, but when I go on my machine, it asks for a password. When I type it in, it says, no, that's not the right password. Enter it again. Okay. So here we go, John. The first thing you talked about was called a phishing scheme. So right. there, so unfortunately, many, many, many companies have been hacked. Uh, you've, you've heard these stories of Yahoo, right? A billion users' information hacked, LinkedIn. Yeah. You name these companies, and the problem is you were part of that one of those hacks, right? AOL, whatever it might be, and you I used think a password. Microsoft. Okay, and you used a password, whatever that password was. What was that password, John? Uh, password number one. No, no one telling me. <laughs> but I got you. I got one. <laughs> I just fished you, but don't use that. Those. So you use that password. Password one is pretty much one of the common silly ones that people use all yeah. the time. Uh, yeah. And all they're trying to do is uh, they found the information that was leaked, and then they know your email address, and they're going to say, hey, John, we noticed you know, we've got you doing something bad, and here's some of the information that you use. We know it's you, and that kind of gives you that creepy connection feeling that these people are legitimate, yeah. which they're not. And then they want you to give them Bitcoin just so they won't tell on you or whatever they think they, you know, whatever they think they say you've done, right? Right. Now, as far as your email password, if you happen to use the same silly passwords on other similar services in the cloud, they could easily guess it, right? Because you're, um, you know, maybe you're using a very simple password. Well, no, I, I, I use a fairly complex one. All right. And uh, the thing is, uh, I've got four email accounts. Yep. And each one has a different password. Well, that's good. So on this one that you're talking about with your wife, here's what I would do. I would be on her computer logged in, right, reading your email. You already have yeah. access. And go change that password while you're logged in on her system to a new password. Now, I tried it on her machine to, to change the password. Yep. And it wouldn't let me. What does it say? Uh, it says, please enter your password. Oh, I think she's, he's using a uh, like an Outlook-type client. And he's uh, got to yeah, change I'm it at the, Outlook. Ah, uh, okay. But you've got to go up and change it uh, at wherever at it's source. hosting it. So, for instance, if it's Gmail, you've got to go on the Gmail site. Right. Which e which email it. provider is this, John? 
Um, well, I'm using Outlook. No, I know that's your that's your uh, mail client. Oh, oh, hot, who is well, who is your post office? Hotmail. That's Microsoft Hotmail, and they were hacked. Uh, yeah. So you need to log into Hotmail via a browser via a browser and change okay. your credentials, or tell yourself. I mean, you have four mailboxes, John. Yeah, well, one's for you know the bills, and one's for medical, and okay, one's for junk mail. Is it is it all hotmail dot com? Yeah. Well, okay, so you're all at the same place. Um, you yeah. have to log in to Hotmail not through your Outlook, but through a browser. Log okay. in through the web browser to change their credential on that mailbox. Now, if the mailbox is compromised, you may have to do a password recovery. Now, what people need to start thinking about doing is setting up recovery pass re- recovery mailboxes other than the actual mailbox you're using, right? So you can't be at Hotmail to recover your Hotmail account, right? You have right. to have a recovery mailbox at some other source, whether it be your internet provider's mail system or Gmail or whatever you want to use. And you also uh-huh. need to consider two-factor authentication where they will send you a uh, code on your phone when you log in and saying, "Hey, is this you, John? Please put a number in here yeah. and respond." Right. That will much that will more securely lock down your your mail if you're going to okay. use these cloud systems. Uh, however, these guys get hacked all the time, and somebody's going to hack them again. Um, so eventually, your mail could be compromised again. But in this case, I don't think you're compromised, and I think your your email box issue is uh, maybe just uh, coincidental. Let's hope. Mm-hmm. Let's hope. Do you have a recovery mailbox that's other than Hotmail? Uh, I believe so, yeah. There's okay. a Gmail account that I have. All right. So I would go on Hotmail's site and try to log in as whatever you logged in as and try to do a password recovery on this mailbox and then reset the password, write it down. And we'll put a link up here for you if we can find some um, – uh, simple ways to do this for you, but maybe consider a different uh, mail provider. Yeah, you yeah. know, there's you know maybe something more real. I mean, I've recommended Proton Mail in the past, which is a Swiss company. It was de- it was uh, developed by MIT, the folks at MIT and uh, Swiss Security. Yeah, it's an idea. But okay. uh, don't use password one, and don't tell me your password. Oh. No, I changed <laughs> with the password two. Ah, there it is, John. <laughs> A man with a sense of humor. So, yeah, I think you got to change that password and then move on. But the, the the other first thing was a phishing scheme. They were trying to trick you. Yeah, yeah. It's just the the coincidence of all these emails and stuff. I know. And, and this happening all at once. Right. It, it, try, it starts to give credence to the fake mail. Yeah. But it's not. It just, you could have had the same issue. It has nothing to do with... That message that that's like the old uh, uh, the prince, the uh, African prince there. That was uh, what oh, was? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I inherited uh, forty million dollars, but you know I can't get it unless I get it go through a third party. Right. So send me your yeah. bank account number and your you know <laughs> transfer number, and you know well uh, I'll transfer you the money, and you can keep ten percent. Yeah. And just transfer yeah. the balance to this account. Right. <laughs> Same <laughs> idea. I, I just got a uh, the other day. I got a call from the uh, you know you're in violation of your uh, internet ID uh, phone call. Jeez. And usually they they end it there, but this time 
they passed it on to the second level supervisor and uh, then that one passed it on to one more to an investigator. You're talking to three different people on this line? No. Oh. No. Uh, my answering machine picked it up. Oh, that's it was funny crazy. how they, they escalated it themselves. Usually, you know, it's, you're in violation. We're sending the sheriff. Yeah. You know? Well, this is the third world. They get tons of people sitting out there doing nothing. Yeah. So they they're literally have set up businesses to defraud Americans. That's, that's, well, yeah, you got to go to Walmart, buy a gift card, and then send me that. <laughs> right to get yeah. your act to get your ID activated again. It's crazy, John. Well, all right, good, okay. go change that password. Thank you very much, guys. You're welcome. Good luck. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye. Um, yeah, these things are getting more and more common. Phone calls telling you that there's there's schemes about you know your taxes coming through. Um, there's another scheme out there saying you're being sued. Click on this email. There is a, a Connecticut-based law firm that actually was kind of wrapped up in it that the bad guys used as the actual website of the law firm that was supposedly suing them, which happened to be a Connecticut one, which, again, they didn't have any idea was even happening. And, uh, you know, trying to trick people into clicking on the, the actual attachment, which was the suit, which was a payload of, of bad software, you know, malicious software that would go to your system and then they would have access to you. So the, you, you almost can't believe anything coming through email anymore. So, I don't know. Good. Let's go back to the old-fashioned way, like Jimmy Carter said, paper and pencil. We're going to step out in letters. And, you know, let's help save the post office. They're, they they run out of money every quarter, right? $2 billion that keep running in the deficit every quarter. Uh, let's step up for a quick break. We're going to get back to your calls. Mike and Jack, hang on. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. back. Two lines open for you on this Saturday morning, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. I had referenced in passing an article about facial recognition based on Bob's discussion of the possible bans coming to uh, San Francisco near you. And uh, this was a 2018 article. The American Civil Liberties Union had tested Amazon's facial recognition system. And what they did was they took uh, all 535 members of Congress and matched it up against 25,000 public mugshots using the uh, Amazon's Open Recognition API. And basically, uh, and they actually they actually caveat it saying none of the members of Congress were in the mugshot lineup. <laughs> but Amazon's system generated 28 false matches. Or were they? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, facial recognition is going gonna, is gonna to be here. I don't know if that we can really let that... You know, prevent it. Go ahead and ban it all you want. I don't know that it's going to actually ever be preventable. The technology, if it does get perfected, will be too valuable. Um, and yes, we're going to lose some of our our uh, freedom again. And I'm not advocating that we want to do that either. But the technology is so obvious that I mean, if imagine a police officer that could look at someone driving down the car and instantly notice if he's a uh, you know wanted in three states for murder. There's a lot of value in that. Um, yes, they could look and see, oh, Bob, you look like that guy too, I guess. But I don't, I mean. That you, yeah. <laughs> well, my problem was if they come come pull me over and come after me all with guns a-blazing, yeah, that know. would scare me. Well, that's true. I probably wouldn't be scared very long because, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Guns a-blazing would be bad. So you're right. you got to hope the facial recognition software is going to be, be successful. Um, let's go to Mike in Bristol. Hey, Mike, what's up? 
Hi. Um, I just want to know if there's a program that converts a video, an audio into written. You know, if you're listening to a... Uh, like a transcript. A show. Yeah, a transcript, right. You want to be able to tra- transcribe the audio live. Right. Not live or, you know, you record it. You recorded, a, uh, I don't know, let's say I recorded your show or something. I want to... I want to go to trans, you know, to, to written a form on, on one thing you you brought up. Right. Yeah, there could be. Um, there could be. I would think that there would be software out there. I have looked for this in the past for, I think, other folks that would take audio and automatically transcribe it for you. Uh, I just don't know off the top of my head uh, what software is out there. I mean, there's a free web app called O Transcribe. Uh, then there's uh, QZ.com uh, using Google Docs and uh, voice typing. That'll do the audio the other way? So it takes the audio and turns it into to yeah. transcriptions? Okay. Uh, I forget the name yeah. of the one. That- this O-Transcribe oh. is pretty cool. All right, so what, what is what is it? It's called O Transcribe. It take it takes the pain out of transcribing interviews, useful for journalists, academics, and anyone else transcribing audio, and it's open source. Um, oh, it's, just a, it's just a letter O. Oh, well, don't yeah. Always go to our links. Uh-huh. So we'll put over at computertalkwithtab.com. We'll have this put as a link for you to just go to our website and get the the link. If you try to. Google it yourself. You could find yourself. Who knows where you're going to find yourself? Yeah, right. right. But after you're done, read through it. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of times these transcriptions. Okay, when, will it be on, when it will be up on? Uh... I'll give us a few minutes. Uh, Mike G posts everything live uh, on our website as we talk about it throughout the show. So it'll be there in All a right, few so, minutes. So I just go to Computer Talk. What's the website? ComputerTalkWithTab.com. Yeah. The, the name yeah. of the show.com. Yeah, right. Computer Talk. Yeah, okay, it'll, it'll be there for you, Mike. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Sure. All right, yeah. bye-bye. Yep. Uh, nowadays, you'd think the software is going to be pretty pretty able to do that in general, but you're right, Bob. There could be some incorrect. When I, when I, I don't do a lot of texting on my phone, but when I do, I try to talk and have it just transcribe my speech into text, and man, oh, man, there's some funny things that come out when you do that. Well, sometimes they <laughs> put the wrong word in, which sounds correct, Right. but it's the wrong word. You know, like witch or witch, or which witch witch is is witch. witch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there is no syntax. They don't, they just... Yeah, so, uh, you know, those are the things you have to look for. Or from and form is one that's commonly substituted. Yeah, let's go back, let's go to your calls, go to Jack in Middletown. What's going on, Jack? Hi. Hi. Good morning. I I, uh, have a problem uh, with uh, updating Windows 7 to 10. All right. How old's your computer? Hey, that's the problem. Uh, <laughs> I inherited this. Ah. It's a Pentium. A Pentium? Yep. Oh, my goodness. I had so much more hair when we were selling Pentium computers. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a Dell laptop. It works fine. It's uh-huh. slow, for sure. Yeah. How much RAM does I, it have? That, uh, I would say six. Six gigs of RAM. That's kind of weird for a Pentium. Wait, so this is a. What are you trying to do? Did you buy the software? Did you no, buy Windows I'm, 10? That's why my question is: How will this even run Windows 10? Even if it does, I, I wouldn't recommend you spend a time on it. So to buy Windows 10 is going to cost you a little under two hundred dollars. 
That's what I, my question was. So it is two hundred bucks, right? So you go if you end up going and spending two hundred dollars on a hand-me-down Pentium computer. Yeah, I mean that's you, awful. Yeah. That's, you're you're you, yeah. you you've got to enjoy pain. It's like yeah, that's like putting in a new engine in a you know a jalopy. Yeah. It's you don't want to do that. Yeah. So oh, okay. I, I would I would just re- say hey if that served me well it was free and move on to a new machine. I saw some really cheap laptops yesterday at Staples running between two hundred and fifty to six hundred dollars. Yeah. They had a a, um, a an HP with a i seven that was going for six hundred bucks that uh, was a foldable mm-hmm. laptop. I was really surprised at the price. So that's what you should do. Dollars. Well. Let me let me let me let me restate my problem. Yeah, I'm retired yep. and I live on a fixed income. Sure, and you live in Connecticut. Now, on top of that, that's correct. <laughs> you should almost start and it with I that. Was running before I got inherited this, I was running a Chromebox, which I love. Mm-hmm. That died. Oh, sorry. I I don't know how. I, it really surprises me. Mm-hmm. So I run all kinds of OSs except Mac. Which I can't afford, obviously. Right. Not in Connecticut. (laughs) Fixed income. (laughs) (laughs) I know. We we would cry if we couldn't laugh about it. So, yeah. So, so this is not going to work. No. No, I'm not going to pay $200 for Windows 10. No. So, it's the end of life pretty soon for seven. Yes. So, I will get updates until I think uh, 2020. Jan- January 14th. January 14th, 2020, yep. Yeah. And then Microsoft so, yeah. says no more updates for you. No more updates and no more no more no other way out. Correct? Uh from morning windows. Well, right, you'd have to do you have to move Except forward. For hardware. Yeah, you have to move forward. Um this is how we keep the Nasdaq running, you know, planned obsolescence. I mean, it is kind of what yeah. it is. And you can't expect you know the, the boys and girls at Microsoft to maintain yeah. two operating systems. They have a hard enough time with Windows 10. Right. Uh, I've got an article right. here talking about how to block the Windows 10 May 2019 update because uh, there's so many problems from the last time they did an update that most people these days are saying, I'm just going to block it <laughs> so it doesn't update. So, Jack, you're going to have to move forward. You're going to have to um, yeah. get yeah. some new computer at some point. Can I just interject here? I believe I read somewhere that the U.S. Navy is still using Windows XP. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now you tell me what is wrong with this picture? We can't afford to upgrade our infrastructure, even the military infrastructure, because we're paying for too many people's retirements. Well, the <laughs> other the thing too <laughs> is a lot of the equipment that they have yeah. was built on hardware that's supported by Windows XP, and you know Windows 10 or Windows 7 doesn't support the hardware that it's running on. Yeah. I mean, I was at a client where we had uh, to actually replace a floppy drive on a Windows 95 machine yes, that was CNC. running a CNC machine because the alternative, you know, is, the alternative is to buy a completely new uh, machine that probably costs about a hundred grand. Right. Well, they're in my situation. <laughs> it kind of, sort of, Jack, but you're right. Yes, the, there is some old systems out there that the military it's uses. It's not connected to the internet. Well, <laughs> correct. Yeah. Turn it on. Yeah, dis- disconnect from the internet. You're good, Jack. Okay, we got to go. Okay. Thanks, man. You. All right, talk to you soon. This is Computer Talk. We'll be uh, right back. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com.